This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's beat reporter Craig Hoffman. All right, ready? Yep. Let's do this. Now, now, first, now, All right, in three, two, and one. Welcome in to Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson, and we have a football game, a real one. Well, kind of. As real as preseason gets coming up on Saturday. And uh, Logan, you, sir, are going to be on the sidelines for that game on NBC4, along with Doc Walker and, and Kenny Albert. Uh, we should get Kenny on the pod, by the way. I was thinking about that the other day. We should do we, that. Let's, let's see if yeah, we can get Kenny, Kenny next week. Uh, or, or the week after. Uh, so we'll try to get Kenny on. He's been calling, of course, the preseason games for years. Doc moving up to uh, the TV booth in place of Theismann, and you're, you're heading out down to the sidelines. And when, when I had you on the radio earlier this week, there's a little bit of trepidation about that. So I made a call. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have Lindsey Zarniak on the show, uh, who's, who's only one of the great sideline reporters in all the NFL. And she's going to be able to give you Which some tips. Which was pretty big time by you. Pretty big time by you. Like, you know, like I'm going to get her on. I was like, eh, I don't know. And then she's on. So good for you. I know how to pull some strengths. Uh, I also have, uh, by the way, uh, our, our, my good friend Sherry Burris, uh, also formerly of NBC4, who does sidelines for CBS now on college games. Uh, I got some tips from her that I will send you. Uh, Sherry, Sherry uh, awesome. was like, you should also hit up Lindsay. And I was like, oh, right. That's a great idea. And then, and then we hit up Lindsay, and Lindsay came on the show. Um, Sherry, unable to make it. Do want to wish Sherry Burris a very happy birthday, as her birthday was yesterday. Uh, but I also got tips for you. So I, I got you covered. So here's, here's what we need so from covered. you. Uh, we just need football analysis. This is what you do, bro. That's it. This is this is where, this is my wheelhouse. Football analysis. So, where do you want to start with the football analysis? I think here's what we should do. Uh, in about 10, 12 minutes, let's talk about what we expect to see Saturday in that game. Who we expect to see, what we want to see from them. Not only the the higher echelon players, but some of the guys who might be playing a little bit more. But let's let's recap practice the past couple yeah. days first. And the highlight seems to be that Carson Wentz has found a bit of a rhythm after much consternation over the weekend about his accuracy. Yeah, I think he, you know, obviously there's been an improvement. I don't think anybody, like, just like you shouldn't have been too upset about kind of the inconsistencies, you shouldn't be too high on this because this is something that I think has characterized his game, you know, since he's been in the NFL. You know, I think outside of that first year, which was like pretty consistently good, he's up and down, he's up and down. I think this is up. And I think even in the up stuff, there's some signs of like, you know, some of the things he struggles with, which is a little bit of an inaccuracy. Uh, But I, I, you know, when you see him kind of on his upticks, like, you are like, man. There's a lot to like here. A lot of like a lot of arm talent. You know, like he runs really well. He moves really well. He sees the defense pretty good. You know, and I think, um, you know, I think there was some things. You know, I kind of went on this odyssey of trying to like learn the offense, and it's hard because you don't have any coaches installing it. But a couple of things stick out to me. Like there's more 
I don't know, more like mental mistakes in the past game than you would have thought. And that's not just like running the wrong route. That's like, you know, alignments and splits and that stuff does affect the timing. So, you know, I'm sure that's kind of contributing maybe on a higher level to some of the stuff that's going on with him. Then obviously I'm still working through that process to kind of see exactly what's what. And, you know, I think the the stretch of the O-line struggling was a big factor, which we've talked about at nauseum, but that is significant. So I am excited to watch him on uh, Saturday, and I think, you know, he's going to kind of put his best foot forward. I'm just hoping for like a smooth, a silky smooth outing from him, you know, nothing too complicated, don't overthink it. Let's. I, I don't even need to see a big play from him. Let's just distribute the football, get the ball out of our hands, don't hold the football. And I really am going to be focusing on his uh, lower body mechanics, I think. You know, the more I watch him, the more I've been doing this deep dive on the offense. Like when he's off, his footwork is off. And that, that means like he's not accelerating his footwork to accommodate like a quicker release or he's kind of overstriding. Most of his issues honestly happen when he kind of understrides and kind of like goes all upper body with the throw. Mm-hmm. Then you just get all of this variance vertically in the throw. So I think that's something that I'm going to just keep an eye on. Like, cause I think that variance in his footwork comes from feeling the rush, you know? And like we talk about in practice and you've been out there a couple, you've been out there a day. So like, that pocket gets really tight in practice and you can see how it would affect some of that stuff. So again, hopefully the O-line plays well, keeps them covered up. But I think, yeah, there are some things to feel good about. I think the one thing that's a little disappointing, you know, obviously, like, let's talk about a positive thing because we, you know, obviously Carson progressing is positive. Yeah. And another positive thing is Jahan just looking... He looks incredible. Good. You know, he looks great. You know what I mean? Like he, and like the level of route running nuance that he brings, which we've talked about before, but it's very, very high, and he's very, very good, and he's very, very consistent, and he catches the ball well. So I want to see what he looks like against, you know, a different set of cornerbacks. Like, um, he had an excellent fade route kind of uh, from the slot on Benjamin St. Juice. Like, nice little stutter, got a little space, you know, made an excellent play. So uh, that's exciting. But the thing that is concerning about this kind of Carson resurgence, if you want to say, Mm -hmm. is that Terry is still, they're not quite linked up yet. They They connect on short to intermediate stuff, but the 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 kind of deeper half of the field deeper section of the offense has been just a little bit off and i guess that is uh, that's a concern i have cuz you'd like to see that kind of clean itself up yeah for sure i mean on one hand it is a set of throws that is lower percentage by nature um but you Correct. you would of course like to see that percentage go up uh over time and uh we haven't haven't seen that explosive ability yet um, one thing that I thought was really interesting from Jahan, it was yesterday, two days ago at the podium, whatever he spoke, um, he talked specifically about how the intermediate routes were one of the things that were starting to come together as different pieces started to click and different things started to get a little bit better, that, the timing and rhythm and all the stuff that everyone's been talking about of like, oh, well, it's more than just Carson. Really, really the intermediate stuff, uh, just... The, the deep stuff is kind of the footwork, uh, timing, but uh, the intermediate stuff is really where you can you can see the the drastic difference. Um, we're we're still trying to figure things out. You know, we're taking it day by day, like I said, um, and still trying to figure stuff out. Um, that that as that stuff has elevated those intermediate routes specifically are some of the last things that they feel like are coming together, but they are coming together. Have you seen examples of that? these past couple of days yeah yeah I have and I think that's been really good to see because that's one thing like when they were in that kind of doldrum offensively it was like they were missing on deep stuff but like you said that's a very high variant situation and like the only person he was kind of connecting on the deep stuff with was Jahan you know Cole Turner to a certain extent but he's working that's more red zone stuff short you know it's not like the deep down the field stuff 
Um, and so that I'd say over the last three days since Saturday, it's been really good to see kind of that, not your quick game. So not your stuff that's within five yards or five to eight yards, let's say, and not your deep stuff, but that stuff that's between 10 and 15 yards start to catch a little life. Like the deep end cuts, which is a huge, huge feature of this offense, starting to find some legs, the comebacks on the outside, Guys are starting to understand timing. Like he made an excellent throw. I want to say to Jahan Carson did the other day, and Jahan made. I don't know how he made the catch. It was just phenomenal, and uh, so that's been really nice to see. Because that, like, when that when that section of the field is dead, the offense feels really inept. It feels kind of like the offense felt last year to to a certain extent, right? Like it feels kind of sluggish and laborious and it's like we're running for three yards we're throwing for four yards we're in a third and uh third and four and it feels like we might not get it because we can't throw the ball farther than 10 yards so that that's been good to see that come alive so you'd like to see that kind of continue to progress and again that's really really critical because the timing there is is very very important so like just as an example early in training camp um uh, michelle the receiver number 19 was running an in cut and Taylor Heineke does a great job of, of throwing to space, right? But because uh, Michelle is four yards plus the top of the numbers, the ball doesn't. The ball beats him there, and he has to dive, and he ends up dropping it. Recently, right, Cam Sims runs a deep end cut. I think even Diami runs a deep end cut, and they're at the correct split. They run the correct depth. The ball's on time, and it's a nice bang-bang throw to space. And so, again, that's a really good indicator, in my opinion, of stuff kind of coming together. Now, it's not perfect, you know, like Taylor Amel won the other day and threw him with anticipation that he shouldn't have, and Carson did the same thing. So there's still issues that they're working through, but I definitely think since Saturday, since the game, since the practice at the stadium, mm. the offense is, is slowly coming around the corner. And I will say, like, you know, the coaches, the defensive coaches I've talked to in the building have said, like, you know, we feel that training camp's kind of split 50-50. I don't know if I agree with that necessarily, but that's how they, in the building, they perceive it. I think that's indicative of something. I don't know if it's accurate, but it's indicative of something. Well, that's not good. If it's not accurate, uh, you know, their, their ability well, to... I th- I think or also, or I it, also, it's good because it's it's indicative of their niceness because they're actually killing the offense and they don't want that out there. Yeah, see, I, see, I don't know if they're killing the offense, but I do think it's like... I think it's interesting to, to hear Jack, t- or to hear anybody talk about it. Jack, Rock, any of these defensive coaches, they're like, yeah, like, well, these things we could do better. And I'm like... Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but you still this the pass was incomplete still. So like yeah. win for you. You know what I'm saying? Like it's right. kind of so I think they're looking at it from like a strictly defensive lens as opposed to saying who's sense. winning the day offense or defense. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not like that they're missing something. It's like they're just saying, Oh, well like the offense had us on this but I'm like it was a, it was a PBU dude, so like maybe not. Anyway, right? You know, I mean, but I that's digress. that's the nature of coaching. They the coaches always want it to be perfect, even though it's never perfect. And there's always yeah. something that they can come in. I mean, Belichick is notorious for coming in the the day after a game they win by 50 and just showing no positive plays and ripping <laughs> right. everybody. You know, rips Brady a new one. He was 42 of 45 for 400 yards, four touchdowns, and no picks. And he's like, Brady, your footwork on this handoff was jacked. And you're like. <laughs> what? Uh, because they, out, that's bro. that's the nature of football is there's always something to sure. improve on. So I I get that. Um, and at the end of the yeah. day, especially in a practice setting, like you don't want to rely on the other side making a mistake. Like you want to execute your sure. stuff as well as possible. So I get that too. But at the end of the day, like the defense is forcing the offense to do some of this stuff. A lot of the stuff we're talking about with Wentz is pressure induced, and that's ultimately a good thing. Yeah. Like the, the defensive line doing the damage that they've done 
is good. Swinging it back to the offense real quick, and then we do definitely want to spend some time on the defense. We promised that on the Monday pod that we would swing defense a little sure. bit. But just, just to kind of close the loop on this intermediate stuff, like that stuff is so important too because it opens up your run game. It opens up your deep game. Like, yeah. You know, if safeties can't just sit deep or come down, they have to kind of respect that full field. They can get caught in no man's land, which is how you hit the deep shots over their head. You know, they have to stay back a little bit more and be scared of those balls behind you. But those are also the hardest throws for a quarterback to make. Like they take both precision and and kind of like the correct arc and velocity and all that kind of stuff, but enough velocity to get there without you know just it's not like you can just loft the ball across the middle of the field and so or loft the ball out out on a deep outcut like those balls have to have zip but they also have enough you know arc to get over a second level defender so like those are the hardest throws there have to be perfectly timed they take a lot from a quarterback to maybe even move a defender out of the way and so right. that stuff coming along is super key to unlocking this offense in a major way and hopefully they can get more than just Carson and Jahan on the same page with it. Like they need Terry to be on the same page uh, with Carson there. Diami's another one. Like I think of of back when Jay was here and, and some of the receivers they had. Like how often does Deshaun Jackson get loose on a high cross? Like they. I mean, I used yeah. to joke with McVay. Like I was like, you can just call that high cross whenever. He's always open. And they had certain route concepts, and of course, that's not true. Like they they had set it up and did a lot of good work to make sure that they were yeah, yeah. they were doing the the pre work to do that. But like Jay and Sean, like they they had a way that they knew those were one of their go their go tos where they could unlock that high cross at some point in the game, and it was on Kirk to hit it, um, and, and obviously other guys after Kirk left, and those plays were huge, huge plays on scoring drives in key spots for them over the years. And so, you know, we talk about Carson's ability to throw one sixty yards down the field, but it's his ability to drive those throws that I think is actually probably a bigger deal on a consistent basis than hitting one or two deep shots a game. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just a sign of a healthy offense. Like when you watch an offense, and this is kind of to your point, like they can hit some quick game stuff, they hit some screens, they hit some deep stuff, they have their shot plays, right? They have that intermediate stuff, and. It's, it becomes very glaring when an offense doesn't have that. And I think another example of that was watching New Orleans last year. They were very good at the quick game. They took shots, but there was no intermediate level of the defense there that they were attacking. And it just made the offense feel very labored. And I think that's something that's important uh, to consider when looking at uh, offensive play. So again, like, you know, with regards to Saturday, like seeing that stuff go would be really, would be excellent to see if that happen in real time. And I, and I have a and I have a theory as to why it'll be better on Sunday, and we can talk about that when we hit the second half of the show. Um, well, we could, or we could we could just say that right now. Why Why do you think it'll be better okay. on on Saturday? So I do. I haven't watched yet, but you know, like they do do carded periods in practice, and they seem to be practicing a lot versus cover three. Right, mm-hmm. cover three is uh, you know obviously the, th- the corners are deep, your safeties be deep, or however you get there, and. The commander's team does not run a lot of cover three. They run a lot of cover six, which is like basically cover two to one side and quarters to the other. They run a lot of palms, which is like kind of a more aggressive version of quarters. They run quarters. So a lot of four safeties back, you know, very aggressive kind of in taking away the deep concepts. And it allows you a lot of flexibility in terms of coverages. And it really exposes you to some some challenging stuff underneath. So when I say like the quick stuff has been good for Washington since day one, it makes sense because the team runs a lot of quarters. They also run a lot of man. So that makes sense. 
I think a lot of the concepts that Scott likes to run and that Scott has shown during training camp are excellent versus cover three teams. Mm -hmm. They really, really stress cover three teams in a nice way. They do a good job attacking the seams. They do a job, uh, you know, kind of like you were talking about with the high cross, like running a post to take that thirds player away and then running in a high cross behind it. Right. They love that type of stuff, right? They also love the, the dagger concept, the seam to clear out the middle field safety and the dagger that fills that void right behind the linebacker's head. And so I think there's going to be a lot more space for them to kind of attack that area of the field and those areas of the field because this offense feels like it wants to attack those those concepts, right? They want to get vertical. They want to push it. And cover three, because like if you think about it, in cover three you get three defenders in the back and you get four defenders underneath. So mm-hmm. the windows underneath are a little bit tighter, right? And the stuff behind is a little bit more open. Quarters is the reverse. Four guys deep, so harder to get stuff deep. And then three guys underneath. And that's why this defense has to work so hard, the commander's defense now, to match underneath kind of quick game concepts because you got guys coming from depth to kind of cut these concepts off. So I think that it, it bodes really well for Carson to kind of get a simple defensive structure or a more simple defensive structure, one that is, I think, more easy to attack in the passing game because they have less deep players and it fits what the offense wants to do. So I would expect to see some type of shot play early in the very nature that you described of like this high cross. So I think that's something to be to consider. And I also think that the defense might look like they're struggling a little bit early because they do run quarters. And I think if I'm Carolina, I'm going to come out and run a ton of quick game because I want my quarterbacks to feel comfortable. And it's going to feel like, man, why can't the defense take away these concepts? It's because they're in quarters. It's going to be tough. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm very curious to see also how this offense adapts over the course of the year because uh, you don't get to pick your defense that you're playing against. And so, you know, knowing like, hey, we're doing a lot of stuff that we know isn't going to work necessarily in training camp against our defense that runs this particular coverage because our base stuff is really attacking this other thing. Well, you know, what happens when they face a cover two, cover four team? Like, do they have those answers right. um, versus the stuff that they're most comfortable with? I'm sure they, they do have those answers. They may have just not gotten there in the install or for whatever reason, uh, not running that stuff as much right now. Uh, could be, you know, what their early schedule is, uh, you know, they're facing a bunch of cover three teams early in the schedule, all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, uh, they got to get there eventually because uh, they will run into that during the regular season. Yeah.